Hi everyone, welcome to our podcast for Black Women Connect Vancouver. Girl, you know it. So I'm the founder of Black Women Connect Vancouver, which started in 2017. And Black Women Connect Vancouver is a collective of women who come to inspire, empower, and leverage our strengths and embrace our diverse experiences. It is a community where we can build meaningful relationships and celebrate the beauty of our Black womanhood. I hope that you enjoy it. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Girl You Know It. Today, we're talking about your hair journey. And so I'm your host, Matthias Mkwavi, founder of Black Women Connect Vancouver. And I'm Balasa, and your other host, uh, the project coordinator. And I'm El Wiera. I was trying to cut off Palessa. I'm a <laughs> volunteer and community engagement coordinator. Oh, okay. Climate. Moving on up. <laughs> so thank you for joining us. So we're excited to talk about this topic because we've had different hair journeys in our lives. And so growing up as kids, I mean, we've all had either traumatic experiences with people touching our hair or different hairstyles we tried or our parents tried on us or for school with Palesta, maybe you had to have natural hairstyles. So I'm excited to hear kind of all our stories. I don't think I know um, your stories about your hair journey. So let's start. Um, I'm going to pick Elle. Diving in. <laughs> Diving in. <laughs> um, so... I was born and raised in Vancouver. Um, so there wasn't a lot of black people in general. My mom is from Kenya. So she would do our hair at home, uh, mostly because like there was like three girls and it was just cheaper and less expensive to do it that way. Um, but throughout my like elementary school uh, journey, I would go from like having like braids to having my hair out and like that hot comb. Oof, that hot combs. The, the th- like you'll hear it and it just like takes you back um and I remember that and uh I think it was interesting because my classmates had never really seen anybody like me with hair like me right so when my hair would change it would be oh gosh this like dramatic thing like they were like so shook at that my hair would change um if I didn't tell them that my hair wasn't real they'd be like you lied about your hair like I had loss of friendships over me not disclosing that my hair is not my hair so yeah 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 it's so wild like it's so weird and again this is before we were talking about no being being a black person in Canada being a black woman and that kind of hair I was also a kid essentially like a you know 10 11 12 you're still a kid you still don't even know like what like you can feel what race is, but like you still can't articulate that, right? So like you're all alone, you have your sisters, but like they are also trying to go through their own journey. Um, and I remember when I was 10 and um, they were doing lice checks at school. Oh gosh, they were doing lice checks at school. And like, you know, our hair just tends to like pull dandruff and it just holds it in a, a certain way because like of the coils yeah. so the people who were checking our hair mistakenly um said I had I had lice and it, they're like you have lice all over your head I'm like that doesn't make sense like I'm not itchy like it like it, there's nothing there but of mm-hmm. course when I went home it was this thing where like I have to like do a treatment I have to do whatever and um my father who I'm estranged from and we'll get into that as another 
time, um, decided that instead of doing the treatment, he was going to cut off all my hair. And I just remember like 10 year old me, like crying. My mother's at work. She comes home to like this has happened. She has not been consulted on this. She's like, I could have gone and done, and he just had done it. And we're sitting there crying and like 10 year old Michelle had to go back to school. And like, again, navigate that world of like, you had long hair yesterday. Also, we heard that you had lice and I have short hair, like what's going on? And I grew up with guys and like, you know, when you're 10, you're like, mm, guys have cooties, but also they're cute. So it's like, I look just like my whole self-esteem was like shattered. And it took me a long, long time to like be okay with that. I don't, I mean, obviously I'm not. Cause like I was telling you ladies, I was today years old when I realized <laughs> that the reason why I don't like wearing my hair short or wearing my hair out is because of that. Um, the incident, it just, it didn't put me in a comfortable place where I was in control of my hair. And so whenever I think about short hair, even though it looks beautiful on so many people, like my sister, Nick, she has her hair short and it's gorgeous. I just don't feel comfortable. I have to like go the opposite way, swing the opposite pendulum and have the super long hair, which is wild and like insane that like your brain like tries to protect you. Right. And does like self-preservation, like get long hair and you'll fit in, mm. you know, get long hair and you'll match the aesthetic that like will get you hired and get you like respect and stuff. Oof. I'm just like feeling it in my heart right now. I feel it in my heart too. That is, yeah. When you, when you, when you texted us that I was like, wow, that is deep. That's some suppression. That's some real suppression. And I even said afterwards, like a lot of my vault hair memories were starting to resurface. And I was just like, ooh, I don't know if this is where I want to go. I don't know if I want to do this. But um, I can definitely relate to like, you know, not having any control over your hair when you were younger um, from, you know, either school regulations. Uh, if you wanted to live your hair out, it had to be embraced because obviously, you know, when you're younger and you're playing as a kid, you don't really you don't really care about appearances. You're like, I'm in this body. I can see I can operate. That's all that matters. Right. And then as you grow up, you know, you start caring about appearances, but also the society around you starts to starts to care about your appearance. And so at school, it had to be a certain length. It couldn't look a specific way. And so that was very annoying. Um, and then I remember this one holiday break after school. I was so excited to take the braids out. And then my hair had kind of grown. At that point, we started watching videos and like talking about split ends and like people thought that they were like hairstylists of the family so there goes my aunt she's like no come over don't go to the salon we don't have to pay to get your hair cut let me let me get those ends off for you so she goes she starts getting into the ends <laughs> and I think my hair was probably like shoulder length and it was just like a little bit of ends that she was supposed to cut off so she cuts them off but then she cuts them like uneven and so obviously all this time she's trying to like level it up and she like almost cut all of my hair off my head um so that was so that was pretty traumatic I I yeah 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 I don't even think I've still forgiven her for that um so that was that was quite something. Um, then I had to go back, obviously, to school and my hair looked different. And like, then it was also about me um, 
wrapping my head around this idea of like the way that hair shapes your face and how like sometimes long hair makes your face look slimmer and then short hair kind of like there's no way to hide in a sense and like and then also like the weight issue got into place and like then it was like how do I how do I fit in how do I manage how do I take my chubbiness and make it sexy and it's like oh long hair makes me look a certain way or like this type of hair makes me look this specific way curly hair does this or whatever the thing is and it was just just a lot it was just a lot it was just a lot wow yeah that makes sense I mean even for me remember I was like um I don't think I really have a hair journey and then when I start talking to you I'm like wait I do (laughs) like there's definitely been some traumatic events in my life with my hair um let me see yeah so I guess growing up in Holland I would say because there wasn't anyone really to do our hair so my mom like knew how to do hair and she um would help at this one salon like hair like black hair salon or whatever but she mostly did our hair and she just had to learn her own skills so my mom did a lot of our hairstyles growing up whether it be natural um and then we I think started actually relaxing our hair in Holland just because it was easier for her to kind of like do all her hair. And, um, and then we moved to, and then we did the hot comb thing and stuff, you know, and, you know, church and her little like frilly socks and everything had to be prim and proper, but then you leave church cause you're playing outside. And it's like, your hair was like crazy. Like all javanized pictures for like school days and anything like our, all our photos are wild. Like, it's like insane. I just, I don't even know. People were like, did your parents even do your hair? I was like, they did. We just like, I don't know what happened. Like everywhere. It's like either like I had like pigtails that were like this or like my hair was like standing up and like this. It was, it was a mess. So anyways, yeah, <laughs> but it's cute. <laughs> and then we moved to Saskatchewan and at the time or in Regina, there wasn't really that many black people. Um, there are now, but at the time we moved, so we would find like whatever black family would come at the time or they would do or mom continued to do our hair and then like whatever other family was there then she, like they would kind of do our hair for us like, like oh my daughter does hair and like it was always like six hours 12 hours later kind of thing um but I remember one time my mom did javanized hair um I, I, I don't find it common here because it's an African tradition where it's like the threading of your hair to stretch it and mm-hmm. so she threaded our hair but she did it in the terms of more like a tribal look so it wasn't like threaded so it was down or we could put in ponytails it's like threaded and it kind of looked like the best way to explain it is the kids called us it was like a cage on our heads because she like threaded it so it went on top which is normal tribal thing and she like tied it and then like and then kids would like put stuff in like my sister's eye hair like in school and stuff and like touch it to like see like how is it standing up and like yeah so like that happened and we just had to explain and then the next day when I took it out we were just like horrified because like kids were just like way too aggressive on her hair and so that was a little traumatic for me um and then anytime I did braids people touched it all the time like I just feel like living in Regina like majority white people like everyone's just always amazed at like the switching of like short hair to long hair short hair to long hair and it's like why is it curly today how did you curl it you just put in hot water and it's like uh I don't want to explain this to you yeah I'm just I'm not explaining <laughs> so we started the not explaining very young at a, at a young age um and then there was a time I just like decided just to cut my hair really short I just was like looking at everyone I was like oh these girls look so good so I just was like I'm gonna cut it so I went to this like this girl who lived here and when I lived in Vancouver and 
she cut my hair like super short and I dyed it too. It was like streaks of blonde. Like I did everything. <laughs> like it was like, might as well do it all at once. Um, at the time it was relaxed. So it was kind of easier to manage. And then uh, I came home and my mom hated it. She was so upset with my hair being short <laughs> because traditionally as we all grew up, women have long hair mm-hmm. to make us feminine. So I was just like, cause I was really excited about it. And it was actually a shock to a lot of my friends. They like looked at it and they were like, Cause I didn't tell anyone I was doing it. I was literally just like, I feel like cutting my hair. And everyone was just like, what happened? Like they were more like, it ha- they had to all get used to it. I think they did not like it. I think people just were confused. <laughs> so, cause they've never seen me with like such short hair. Cause it was like an inch long at the time. And then, um, yeah. So my hair journey has been interesting in that way. Like, I don't think I've had, other than like the kids bullying me, I don't think I've had anything serious. Like other than that. And I, I don't want to call it bullying either because I don't know if it was fully out of curiosity and ignorance because I didn't get bullied to the point I'm like crying at home. It was more just like, stop touching me. I felt like more like a lab rat or like a zoo animal or something more than like them trying to hurt my feelings, you know? Totally. And I, I think it's probably the culmination of every single person, like always asking you, always like, oh, oh. So it's funny that like you're talking about that and in my head it popped in that like whenever someone compliments me on my hair I immediately tell them oh it's not my hair it's extensions like I I will always like preface that I I think I think because of the times that I lost friends and they're like you learned to me and I'm like I my hair so like when people give me compliments like wow look at you you grew your hair out so long I'm like no no, I didn't. This is extensions. And I think it's like a twofold thing. It's like a one, I'm black, like black women change up their hair all the time. You got to like, you got to know that like the general people got to know that. So I'm educating you in our brief two second interaction. And then two, I think it's because like, I want at some point when I'm ready to change up this hairstyle. I've had this hairstyle for what, like half a decade now. I just like get new extensions that like people aren't shocked again. Like it's not like a, and I think we're at a, a time where people switch it out. I remember this meme. I think we all have like shared it when it's like a picture of like nine different women. And they're like, if you date me, you date nine different women. And it's like different hairstyles. And like every single hairstyle is like a, like a, a personality. That's like, it's so true. The minute you put on a, like a new hairstyle or a new wig, you, you just, you are embodied in this like, ooh, I'm like this short, sassy haired, like, oh, okay, cool. And then when you're lying, you're like, well, I'm luxury and this is who I am. And you know, like, I just, I think, in like bring out these discussions too, it just helps with that ignorance thing. Like, I think in 2021 and 2021, okay, 2021, I was like, oh my gosh, this whole 2020. And um, 2021, and you know, in this like discussion of like anti-black racism, hair is definitely a focal point in discussion. And I think when we can, we need to be normal normalizing this discussion just so it's not like this taboo. I remember growing up, it felt taboo. I don't like it. 
Yeah. I mean, I, so I grew up in a predominantly black society. Um, there was like, we were the complete opposite where the minority were all the white folks. And so uh, in my primary school, because I specifically went to an all white primary school that was starting to um, like integrate black families in there. I think there were like five black families that had their kids in there. And so that was a bit weird, like changing my hair up. And my mom would do like, in my opinion, the most like um uh functional look it wasn't always about appearance it was more so functional and so what she was doing I think it's kind of similar to yours Natasha is, is she'd take wool um and she'd like part your hair and then she'd like the same way that people will do like um cornrows she'd do that but with wool and so your hair was like all wool down and stuff like that but it was just functional like I'm saying so it's like big chunks of pieces like there was no cuteness to it there was no like fancy pants and I remember the one time she did it and I was in high school and I thought to myself I'm gonna wake up in the morning and I'm gonna like take it out and comb my hair and I overslept and so I went to school and we used to call it Benny and Betty Uh, that was the name of their hairstyle and so I went to school with that and I was just mortified everybody was just like what what is what is happening on your head and I was like uh nothing (laughs) don't worry about it don't worry about it and then funny enough I think as like you know uh obviously um we started to own our own cultures and our own languages again especially in schools they started teaching like all of the uh African languages at least the South African languages um started becoming available as second languages so it wasn't just Afrikaans anymore and stuff like that people also started to change like the way that they would dress themselves and the way that they would do their hair like we saw kind of this whole like um um shift into more of like a natural hair thing and I guess I didn't really realize it until now it's like that even played in our predominantly black societies and schools was this look of like oh I want to model the straight hair and stuff like that I used to relax my hair all the time um but I also used to do like everybody had extensions and braids and stuff like that so I think it's very it's probably a bit different in the fact that everybody did it you just had to be the best of the best like it had to look great and that's what the biggest challenge was like if your track was lifting or like the worst is when you're walking or like around school and somebody finds your braid and then they like will bring it to you and they're like um we found we found this it's the pits it's the pits and so like that was kind of the different uh, hair uh, challenges, I would say. <laughs> it's more so around trying to be the best of, of them all. Um, and then obviously coming here and working in corporate and being the only black person on the floor or one of two. And then my hair changing a lot. And people are like, oh my goodness, you grew your hair so fast. And I was honestly, the first couple of times I was like, if you're going to be ignorant, I'm going to ride this ignorant train with you. I'm going to tell you that I grow my hair every, like every day my hair grows, every week it can change. My hair can be this short to this long, to purple, to pink. Like this is all my hair and I am changing it as I please. And people really believe me. And it's like, I just also kind of feel like how, I'm not going to say it, but you know. I, I know what you're going to say. Like I, how situate, like how, that's crazy for me. Like, are you, are you deliberately choosing not to, or are you like, and how can that be out of your scope so much? Like, 
Yeah. People, yeah. And then the audacity to like come up to me and just because my hair's changed, you want to touch it? Oh, the amount of people I had to tell to step off. They were just like, then they started like being on the other side of the room telling me that my hair, oh, Palessa, oh, your hair looks great. Oh, yeah. Oh, thanks. 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 It's no longer like, oh, let me see. They're just like from afar. And I'm like, oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Carry on with my work. But it's wild. Oof, I remember that, the braid falling out and some <laughs> cute guys like, is this yours? I'm like, <gasps> dead, dead, deceased, just like, no, no, thank you. I think it's really interesting though, like because I was the only black person, mm-hmm. um, I could leave my tracks, I could leave my hair in for ever. Mm-hmm. And still, like, non-Black people be like, oh, my gosh, your hair is amazing. Mm. At home, my sister would be dragging me. You've got to change your hair. It's lifting. Like, what are you doing? Like, the only people who call me on my bullshit was my sisters because we all knew. But nobody else knew. So I was like, I'm going to finesse these people into thinking this hair is gorgeous. I've done that before, too, for sure. Because it's so easy. They don't know. And so it's just like, okay. And then I'm like, well, I don't really have money to buy a new weave right now. So let me just, like waist is done I'm like no one noticed you can just like a little bandana here a little head wrap here like they don't notice at all they're just like wow almost like making it look so different it's like I do I know it's very creative (laughs) I'm an artiste yeah (laughs) Uh, so I was like you plus I'm at the point where I'm just like "Mm -hmm, yeah yeah like I just go with it I'm just like you can't be this ignorant at this point so I just didn't care but the brave thing happens to me multiple times especially like people would find it in my car like they would get into my car and like what's this and I was like especially like it was like my white friends or like people that just didn't understand I mean there were still some black people that be like what is this your hair <laughs> when like I remember even like working I worked at Home Depot for a while and like I think my hair like you know when you're like, trying to like bunch your hair up or like put your hair put up and then you'd be like yeah yeah, <laughs> you're like, oh, yeah. the let me let me just put that in my pocket, <laughs> like all of the time. The amount, even in class, like I would always do it in class too. I'm like, oh, let me like fix my. <laughs> the funny thing is, like, my mom would always be wondering, like, why is there braids in people's <laughs> jean pockets? Because that's where they'll be. I'll be like, uh, nope, okay, tucking you in here. And sometimes I'll even be in the bathroom, like, okay, we're just gonna fix this one here. We're gonna. I'm like, ah, these are the wrong jeans. This is not where I keep the stash. Okay, <laughs> I can't really fix them today. It's 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 really magical and like so fun to be a black person with our hair chronicles like it is so much fun it could be it could go either way obviously and like you know everyone's perspective is different about it but you could do, you could do some magical things some absolute magical things um what is the I guess you know having gone through that relationship with our hair when we were younger how are we with our hair now especially like Al said right you were today's t- today Eight years old. Yeah. <laughs> when you when you when you realize that. So what kind of a relationship do folks have to their hair now? Mm. Um I I'm always on the verge of thinking, you know what? This is this is the time I'm going to take out my hair and I'm not gonna put in any more extensions. I'm almost like 
almost ready to like do that natural hair like journey and start it. Um, but it's always so funny. It feels like whenever I'm about to be okay about like the natural hair journey or changing it up so it's a shorter look, the universe sends people and says, they say, oh my gosh, your hair looks so amazing. Like it's so long and beautiful. Like I, every single time, like in the week before, I'm like, I'm contemplating it. And then I just decide to like keep it. Um, so I think I am at a better place in in embracing my hair it's like a, it's a piece of you right it's the way that you showcase your personality it's the way that you showcase yourself but I'm always a little apprehensive because I've I work as a nurse for a long time so efficiency is always my key thing I'm I work two jobs like volunteer so it's like I need to have hairstyles that are fast and like I can throw up so when I think about you know natural hair and like cultivating that and like curating my own hair it seems like a lot of work so I'm I'm like sitting in this like little bubble of like I'm almost ready but like meh. and when I lived with a black woman my friend Misha she was gonna get me on that path and I and then it just didn't happen um and that makes me sad because I, I don't know what my hair looked like now uh, but yeah I think I'm like I love my hair I don't hate it but I I'm curious to know what else I can do with it. Do you know what's interesting for me is like as you were talking you were mentioning the natural hair journey and I find it so interesting because you know obviously natural hair journey for me means you know having your natural hair out and kind of wearing it out but I also think that you know you and your protective styling, you're still on your natural hair journey because you're no longer straightening your hair is my assumption. You're not straightening it. You're not perming it. You're not like, you know, um, uh, fiddling with the, with the, with the curl essentially. So you are on your natural hair journey, but it's just that you're always in protective style mode, which I think is fair. And I think it's okay. Um, but I get where you're going Yeah, That was just something that was in my head. Like, Hmm, that's really interesting. That's really interesting. That's really like insightful. I always forget that like a protective hairstyle is part of your hair journey. It's part of your natural hair journey. I think because I've been doing it my whole life that like it doesn't feel like it counts. Like when I watch all these YouTube videos, I'm like, I'm doing it's wash day, and they're like they like an like eight hour day, and it's like all the things that they put on their hand are like beautiful and like doing the thing. I'm like I don't do that, so I guess I don't count. Like that doesn't count for me. So yeah. Hmm. No. Yeah, I agree with Plessa. Like every time you're wearing protective hairstyles, it's your natural hair journey. Cause I went through the same thing right when I stopped relaxing my hair and um, I was doing like the braids or the crochet braids or like anything that I was, but I was protecting my hair because I was growing out my relaxer. So it's still, yeah, it is the same thing. And it's hard. I mean, this could be a whole nother podcast, this topic, but like you talked about like the hair wash days and, and all that stuff, because I, I mean, I have short hair now, but it's still like, I don't know what my texture is like my texture changes and I think because I also relaxed it like I have different textures in my hair and then I see these girls with like oh yes like my natural hair and it's like super like afro-y and like curly and I'm like that's so nice meanwhile mine's like half straight half not I don't know how what product to use like I'm trying to use your product but it's not how it looks like like I'm just like why is it a struggle and I'm just like so anyways, I get it, but I'm so frustrated watching those videos. It makes me more angry because I'm like, what about us who just struggle? Can someone like make a struggle video so we can all feel the same? Like, 
Yeah. That's so funny that everyone that you watch has a high pitched voice. They're <laughs> just like, when they're like, I'm like, wow, that poor person. Ooh, damn. <laughs> you know what? To be fair, though, I think that more and more, um, uh, um, one of the influencers that I follow, um, she talks about hair cheesy. Uh, she talks about hair quite a bit and like she talks about all of the different textures of hair. And I think hopefully that's where the conversation is going to lead to is like the fact that knowing your texture is great, but you have different textures all over your hair. Like I have different textures all over my hair. And I think the probably the reason why a lot of people struggle to find the right um, um, product for it is because you need two different products for those sections of your hair. Sometimes a custard works better or sometimes one that's not so custardy works a lot better. And I think it's trying to do more of a combined effort. So that's what I do. I have like, I have like four different products. So one is like a, I have a leave-in conditioner. I have an oil. I have a, a hair moisturizer. And then I also have another hair moisturizer, which is a little bit different. It's a lot more like, um, watery and the other one is just like really hard and dense like what shea butter would look like and I use them alternating because when I use the one it didn't really work for all of my hair when I use the other one it didn't really work either but combining them worked a lot you can watch some of my videos if you want to know how to take care of your hair um but it's it's a struggle like I don't want to wash my hair sometimes because wash days are long and the longer that your hair gets for me I feel like it gets better um because I have to do less separations and less parts but so it takes a lot of time it's a lot of time to gear yourself up for it's a lot of time to motivate yourself to do it uh you know I want to do the cool curls and be like oh my hair is coming out then I'm like but I have to do a silk press so in my head I want to have all these hairstyles and accessibilities but I can't um and then also thinking about like silk press is it going to stay in or is it going to damage my hair is it going to do all of this stuff it's it's a fun journey for me but I do feel like it is also a kind of a full-time job and fairly right it's not like oh it's a full-time job I hate it it's like it's a full-time job you do have to dedicate and commit to it because consistency is what will help um assume where consistency will go your business and all of that other stuff so uh it's a trip but that's why I did this this little cute look here I was like I'm sick of this Sam's like oh leave your fro I'm like <laughs> if you're gonna wash my hair we can leave it if you're not leave me alone <laughs> thank you very much <laughs> I like that one it's cute um let me see what is my hair journey now or self-love I think for me like post car accident I was like I was relaxed I stopped relaxing my hair and then I had the crochet things in my head like the kind of like yours the twist and then so we got into a car accident and then I wake up obviously they've like shaved my head and I was like what is this and like I had like the scar and like the hematoma and stuff so I couldn't really do anything so I was like oh okay like I was like more confused what to do and I didn't mind it being like shaving my head after because I had short hair before and it had just grown out I was trying to grow it out and so it was like kind of that awkward like it was like this patch of hair here that like had nerve damage but then like was gone but then my hair was still long because I was growing it out so I was just like I couldn't really do much with it so I just cornered around it and then I couldn't do too much I had to get like a custom wig or whatever to like fly and like to get a passport picture um because people stole my passport that's another story so anyways um so then we had to do that went to the salon in Zambia and that was also awkward because people like people kept being like oh like what happened to you like you're 
they're still in. And like, I'm just like, I don't want to talk about this because it literally happened two weeks ago. So I was just like trying to be like not self-conscious about like it was pretty obvious of a thing on my head. So I tried to like wrap it because it's also in the sun. So you can't really have your hematoma out. So then, um, so I got back to Canada and I was like, what do I do? And I didn't know what to do. So we got like, my sisters bought me some way, like some wigs. So I'd wear those, but that's like, I still missed having really short hair. And then I couldn't really have it out because I was so self-conscious of like how big the scar was that I'm like, oh, and then, cause I didn't want to explain myself every single time to people. Um, and so now I feel like it's not as noticeable anymore like it's noticeable to me um but people say it's not as noticeable so that's nice but I, I think sometimes that's why I have a struggle wearing out my natural short hair because I love 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 having my short hair but it's hard sometimes because I will look in the mirror and I'll be like oh the scar is just so big and then I can't braid my hair because there's too much nerve damage so it still hurts and it's still painful but like it's like this weird like so then if I wear wigs but then if I wear wigs too much they hurt my scar and then it inflames and becomes something else becomes its own monster and it'll like turn red and like throb and I'm just like oh like I can't win so that's why I'm like I'll switch it up with like I'll wear wigs sometimes I'll wear my short hair while I'm trying to grow it out and then I'll wear like head wraps so with work especially like when I first started that job everyone was like Oh, you are like, cause one day it was like, I was just wearing short wigs and then showed up. I think it was like a completely like longer wig. And they're like, so confused. And they were just like, what's happening? And then I was like, let me sit down with you. I was like, I'm going to be showing, I'll be showcasing multiple wigs. And I literally was like, just so you know, and I literally sat them down. So I think one time there was like, um, cause some wigs, depending what they are, they, like the track can come out if you brush it. And I guess one of the tracks had come out in the bathroom and I didn't know. And then someone's like, someone's like losing their hair. I don't know if it was one of our clients. And I was like, what? And so then I went to the bathroom. I was like, oh, that was me. It's just my track from my wig. <laughs> they were like mortified. They were like, you're like, they just didn't understand a wig anyways can shed, but it was a thing. So I feel like I'm in an interesting journey. I'm like trying to learn to love my scar with my hair and I don't know if it'll reach that point because I feel like my hairline has gone back because of it because I had to like shave so much that it's like it has to grow back so then sometimes I'm like I love the short hair and then sometimes I look at him like I look like an old man receiving hair so it's like this weird complicated journey like sometimes I'm like absolutely love with it and sometimes I'm like oh let me just put this wig on and sometimes it is practicality I'm like rushing out the door and I'm like I don't feel like because with short hair you do have to do it otherwise it looks unkept like you can't just be like he's a little afro like it has to be kept. <laughs> yeah, because it's like you can't braid it. Yeah. I always forget that you have a scar. Like, I actually don't see it. I never, yeah. I, I was just thinking about right now, I'm like, I actually don't remember ever seeing it. Like, I know that you pointed it out at some point, mm -hmm. but I don't remember it because in my head it's, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's funny because when you're, it's you, you're just yeah. so self-critical and you can see every single thing like when I, when I was laughing about like you're looking like an old man I'm like it's farthest thing you don't look like a little old man and like I wasn't trying to invalidate you but it's always so interesting no, okay. <laughs> I was looking at Paulette and she was like concerned I was like oh I look like a jerk I'm laughing at you I wasn't trying to laugh it's just so interesting <laughs> when people like self-reflectively are so critical when whenever anybody else looks at you, you're like wow gorgeous chef's kiss you know what I mean so it's like also like us and that self-love and like have it, our hair be a part of that self-love journey 
intertwined. You can't separate the two. It's just not possible. No. So yeah. yeah, I really like it. I like, and I think, you know, this can even be another topic, but I just, I've, I've, I've always had a good relationship with beauty and like making myself look pretty so I can feel pretty and feel pretty. Then I, then I, then I do things to look pretty on the outside, if that makes sense. Um, and I've noticed there's been a swing, even with my hair and that, like, you know, what does it, what kind of a, a, a woman are you if you have an Afro, right? Because then society will treat you a different way. What kind of a woman are you if you have braids, right? What kind of a woman are you if you have braids and you wear a headscarf? And like, you know, what are, what, are, what are all these identities that you have to be staying in as opposed to like playing with it? And I think for me, that's why I've developed this relationship with my hair, especially braiding it and being able to braid it all kinds of random colors. Like when I did those like lock looking like, white <laughs> things I look like storm it was fantastic and everyone was like whoa you look so great and I was like all in a day's work boo-boo all in a day's work <laughs> so like things like that I really love doing that and I love kind of challenging myself as well because when you look in the mirror the first week you're like why yeah why? <laughs> who is this why did I do this and then you're like oh actually then you kind of challenge your own idea of beauty and even your own beauty so I don't know, maybe I'm being too uh, uh, poetic about it, but I, I really like that experience. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Like even now, like I'll have fun with wigs because before I was like just doing it to cover it, to be like, oh, I'm just doing this as practical things. Like, because I was like, I didn't want to be, th that's my struggle is I didn't want to be the girl again who wears wigs. Like I ended up like, feeling I went reverted back to like growing my natural hair to being back to the wig girl and I had a really hard struggle because then I'm like I don't feel like I'm black enough I don't feel like you know what I mean because like the whole natural hair journey was like coming out that time and then I was like and then I'm back to wearing wigs so I was like okay I'm that girl again but then I had to be comfortable with the fact that I can switch it up at any moment and still be who I am as a person and have fun so that's when I was like I'm just gonna have fun I'm gonna do a whole bunch of different hairstyles and like that's when I got the storm like white wig too and I was like I love this one so much I was like I was literally in my room being like yes <laughs> I was gonna say like that's one of my favorite wigs on you like that like oh, like you know like it looks so good yeah I'll like highlight next podcast to be like hello <laughs> yeah you should do it please we should all play up our hair somehow like Ellie should do a big bun on the top of your yes. head and then you taught me how to do that that thing on top with like the wrap for the Christmas party and I was like oh I gotta go back and look at that video that you you made because that's how I kept doing it and I haven't done it in a long long time and, and it's also, so good Thank you. And also, Palessa, you have started doing people's hair. And I think that's also like a really cool thing. Like, I don't, I, I love us so much. And I love how like, getting our hair done in general is like this act of like love and resistance and and bonding and community care like yeah. Tracy Ellis Ross she like made it like was narrating a video and I saw it recently and she was talking about like the the love that goes into getting your hair done and it's like oh my gosh like people don't understand like when you sit 
in between someone's like legs and they're doing your hair like wow like and you're chatting you're talking it's so meaningful right so like it's almost like when people like you're like when you get a tattoo you want to be like mindful of who's doing your tattoo because it's like very like bonding like when people do your hair it's a bonding experience so like I'm excited for Palasa to do my hair at some point this I'm saying <laughs> it's really awesome and 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 I think I was a little bit like um uh self-conscious about my ability to do other people's hair and like if they're gonna like it but it wasn't even about the ability to do the hair I think the most self-conscious I was about is the atmosphere like do I have the right atmosphere the right uh uh uh, balance of things in my space for people to feel comfortable to be here for that long right because especially when you're doing it in your apartment uh pretty obviously the COVID restrictions you know folks are going to be in your space for about anywhere between four to eight hours. And it really depends on, you know, their experience of you. If they'll leave reviews, for example, if I wanted to be, you know, that person who owns a hair thing, um, you know, things that you need to think about. But for me, it's like, also, do I want this person in my house? Like, <laughs> I would rather not do anyone's hair if they're going to bring like a crappy vibe to my place. And I noticed like, I was so intimidated to do the hair for the people that I've done their hair. And they're the most chill people ever. And I was like, what? And that's also part of what got me into trying to do a podcast. I was like, having these conversations with people when we're doing the randomest thing, like hair, people will talk to you about the craziest things that they've done when they're doing hair also because it's like that one-time opportunity and I don't know it's weird but I absolutely love it so once once the restrictions are down hit me up I'll do your hair and bring the ambiance (laughs) it's so true I mean I feel like a podcast episode could be alone like black hairdressers or going to to houses with like people and their million children or going there and you're staying over somehow like the horror stories I've had like not even me like other people I was just like in shock like how did you stay like at that point I would just unbraid my hair and just be like bye like I'm not like that could be its own we should do a hop on it on this yes I was gonna say that this is people dating and hair eons of hop on it can be done Eons, all of them. Yes. I like that. All of a sudden, you're sleeping over 100%. You're like, oh, malala, pants. Hey, you can sleep on the floor. Like, lady, I know. I wasn't even supposed to be here for 10 hours, let alone a whole sleeping situation. What on earth? But I think. I think it's also really, uh, for me at least, the times that I've slept over, it's been people that we know. So like it's a it's a family friend and so I yeah. can sleep over there and stuff like that's never been in a, a strange person's house. But, you know, definitely the baby thing. Like, you know, somebody will know that they have a hair appointment or even the earliness. You have to arrive at 6 a.m. in the morning for somebody to start your hair at 11. Like, why am I okay. here to watch you do someone else's hair? I don't. Hey. We have to stop because we're going to, this is a whole podcast. I know. I was like, we have to be like, prelude to the next episode. (laughs) Okay. So in terms of our takeaway, as we wrap up this episode, what is our takeaway? I'm going to start with Natasia. My takeaway is actually doing this conversation was therapeutic for me I haven't actually had a talk about hair in a long time or my own hair and I noticed that if I do have to talk about I get defensive because I'm still like "Mm," like I'm still struggling with that and so this was a nice conversation to kind of be like oh let me actually talk about what my feelings are with my hair and so yeah that's my takeaway I think that 
learning to like still that I'm still on the journey. I think I'm always like, I should love it by now. I should love my little, my scar by now, but I'm just not. So I think it's like, mm, it is a journey. Yeah. Wow. Melissa. Um, what is my takeaway? Ooh. I think my takeaway is that I think my takeaway would be more of like a reminder for other people and even myself sometimes about, you know, that the natural hair journey also includes all of the little things you do in between, right? Whether it's wearing that wig or, you know, doing uh, the braids or, you know, doing the crochet, like all of that is part of your natural hair journey. And I think if we start to define the natural hair journey, why can I not say hair? Uh, the natural hair journey as something outside of wearing your natural hair. I mean, that plays a really big part in it as well. And I think, you know, that's that being visible to do it or actually just taking care and having that relationship with your hair. And like, y'all have a natural hair journey, like love it and do it up. And like, I don't know, do crazy hairstyles. Let's have fun. Let's start to play more and like really, you know, get into it. Let's all be blonde. Yeah, <laughs> do it. So, side note, when you guys talking about your your like platinum or like white gray hair, I was like, should I do that? And we all like take a picture and like do that. Anyways, I'm just gonna put that out there. My <laughs> takeaway, wow, I think it's just knowing that like all the things that I've gone through, even though they're unique to me they're not so, so unique to me. Like everybody's gone, had a little bit of experience. I think a takeaway is like, just like the um, embodiment of feelings when I heard your stories. Cause I just like, my body remembered me being in that specific situation, like the braid. And like, I think that the number, my record for how many braids I had stuff in my jean pocket, I think was six at some point. And being like, oh my gosh, that didn't just happen to me. It happened to everybody else. So like my, my takeaway is like, okay, I'm not on it alone. Like I'm not on this hair journey alone. Like we all are still like dealing with how to navigate workplace issues, how to navigate the world in general, perceptions, our own self-love, self-worth, and time being tied up in our hair. So I was very appreciative of this conversation. And it's easy to have this conversation with you because like you're, you guys are like my best friends. So it's like easy enough to do that, right? So I, I'm excited to continue this discussion. I'm excited to, I think it'd be cool if we brought people on like who do hair and talk about like, especially like different hair textures. I think I'm very excited for that as well. So yeah. For sure. I mean, it's nice because it's like, like we talked about with hair, it's like it's going to have its own multitude of episodes anyway. So this is just part one of many hair chronicles that we'll talk about. <laughs> but we might as well start the conversation now. But it's been great hearing your stories. And um, I'm excited to hear kind of other people's stories, too. Hopefully people comment below and let us know or if you're listening on Spotify, let us know what you think about this episode. If you have any suggestions of what else we can talk about. But it's been lovely talking with both of you. Until next time. Until bye. next time. Bye. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode. It's always amazing to get an opportunity to chat with these lovely ladies. So if you're looking to follow us off of the podcast and you're looking to catch up with some of the content that we have, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and on YouTube, all at Black Women Connect Vancouver. And we also have a website for you at blackwomenconnectvancouver.com 
which is where you can sign up for our mailing list and our newsletter so you can keep updated with our growth and all of the other events that we have planned for you. Catch you later. Bye.